Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joe Escalante, live from Hollywood. If by Hollywood you mean Burbank, across the street from a wiener schnitzel that serves beer. This is the business end of the entertainment industry and Hollywood local stuff. Every Sunday from 5 to 7 on KEIB. That's 1150 on your AM radio dial, if you have a dial. Now, the Emmys. Why should you watch the Emmys? Why should you care about the Emmys? Well, because awards shows are so cool. Now, I used to say that the Emmys, or awards shows in general, are the worst thing that TV has to offer, besides maybe Super Bowl halftimes. But then Super Bowl halftimes started getting pretty good, if you have to admit. But are award shows the worst thing TV has to offer? Hmm. No, I think it's the January 6th hearings. <laughs> That's the worst thing TV has to offer. So... I mean, but here, here's why I think maybe if you, whatever you're thinking about the Emmys, you might be wrong because you might be like, hey, I don't watch, um, don't equate it with TV Guide. Like you get TV Guide and it's all about CSI and broadcast shows that maybe you don't watch because you're so hip. But the Emmys seems to focus on the the hip shows, the the cable stuff that you watch, you know, the Queen's Gambit type things. So, you know. Maybe you might want to pay attention to him a little bit. Ted Lasso leads the nominees and Secession. Secession is about as good as TV can get. Ted Lasso, I think season one was amazing. Season two, I could only, I couldn't even get through the episode one of season two. And there's too much stuff to watch, so I just stopped. I don't have to watch everything. I don't need to be bullied by you to tell me to watch everything. So I, I'm done. I've seen Ted Lasso. I know what it is. Uh, it got dumb in the second season. To me, and maybe it got better. I don't know. But I'm on to something else. The only thing that I've watched lately that has kept me for every single season, and I'll watch it again and again, is Mr. In Between on Hulu. That should have got nominations. That, that's a show that, I, you know, there was probably no campaign for it. So, Because to get, to get an Emmy, first you have to nominate yourself for an Emmy, so your network has to pay some money to fill out the application and give them some money and say, hey, consider for your consideration. Where does that come from? Every time you see an ad that says for your consideration, it means somebody paid some money to be listed to be considered for an, for an Emmy or an Oscar or whatever it is. So it has to be, it's an affirmative act. You can't passively receive an Emmy. Just like, oh, me? Who, me? Oh, that's not how it works. Um, my show, or both my shows um, that I would be eligible for an Emmy are um, First Monsters Across America and now Alien Abductions with Abby Hornacek. Very short title. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't look at the Emmy, Emmy nominations because I know that Fox Nation doesn't... Um, they don't submit their shows for Emmys. And part of it is because, hey, they don't like wasting money. They just make money, unlike Netflix. The other part is 
that I think they think, well, Fox Nation is probably a joke to the Emmy people because the Emmy people are looking for highbrow um, kind of, uh, you know, PBS style lefty things. And Fox Nation is not a lefty thing. My shows are not a lefty or a righty thing, but a lot of the stuff on Fox Nation is. I mean, they're just doing documentary after documentary about Hunter Biden's laptop. And it was only a couple years ago where you would be kicked off of Twitter if you talked about Hunter Biden's laptop. So I think those same people are in charge of the Emmys, maybe, I don't know, or same type of people. They don't like that stuff. So they're going to... So I think, and, and that might not even be true. But I think the perception is if you're over at, at a network where you think they're not going to, uh, they're going to be somewhat biased against you, why would you fill out the application and pay the money? You just got to, you got to set your sights on something else. Fox Nation does a great job of that, of just, you know, not wasting money and, and putting on programming that is, um, that is good, like my shows. My shows are amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're the best things ever were on television. Okay. So who was the big leaders? Yeah, you got the, um, also, in addition to the ones I've mentioned, White Lotus, that's a great show. They might have given too many actor nominations to the White Lotus people, though. They're kind of, they don't really spread it around. Um, so if you go over to lead actor in a comedy series or uh, actress in a comedy series, I don't know, do they call that a comedy or do they call that a drama? What do they call it? Oh, okay. Limited or anthology series or movie. Oh, who's uh, nominated for that? Connie Britton, The White Lotus. Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus. She should win. Alexandra D'Addario from The White Lotus. Natasha Rothwell from The White Lotus. Sydney Sweeney from The White Lotus. And the two others are ladies from Dopesick. So they don't really spread it around, but whatever. These are good shows. Uh, White Lotus is great. We got um, Severance seems to be dominated. I haven't seen it. I don't need to see it, but Christopher Walken's in it. Maybe I got to see that. Uh, actors from Squid Game. So actors from the Squid Game are getting nominations. They don't even speak English. How can we tell if they're good actors or not, if they're speaking some foreign language? I submit to you, it's impossible to tell. But whatever they did, it was great. So good. Good for them. And I'm all for uh, subtitle shows getting nominated. It just expands the kind of shows that you can sell out in the marketplace. Because if you're allowed to sell shows with, that are subtitled, I mean, it's wide open. For me, a guy who sells TV shows, it's just better. I like that. Um, Okay, so, you know, the other big news was uh, Abbott Elementary. That's a show that is on regular broadcast uh, television. It's on ABC. It's a great show about a Philadelphia elementary school. It's just a regular sitcom, kind of like The Office with the, you know, documentary cameras following everyone around. It's great, and it rose to the top here. It beat out all these uh, prestige shows uh, to get nominations, so maybe you should check it out. Uh, In the reality uh, competition shows... um, yeah, the kind of the kind that I really don't watch. Uh, Queer Eye nailed it. Uh, nailed it's okay, but I don't record it. Shark Tank love watching the uh, last five minutes of an episode before Dateline comes on. Yeah. Um, now the talk shows. Hmm. Kimmel, Trevor Noah, John Oliver, Seth Meyers, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. No nominations for Greg Gutfeld, the guy who beats all these people in the ratings. 
probably because he didn't waste his time filling out the forms to be nominated because he wouldn't get a nomination, I don't think. Uh, that's too outside the box, but it does get ratings. Um, oh, if you watch the show on August 15th, I'll be on it, on the panel. So there you go. Um, anything else? Dave Chappelle nominated, so obviously he's not canceled. Uh, Harry Potter's 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts as an outstanding variety special. I actually did see that one. And uh, Norm MacDonald, good for him, one of the funniest men ever to be a comedian. And he's getting honored posthumously. So anyway, there's a lot of really cool stuff here. You know, like um, Ray Donovan's getting nominated. Bob's Burgers, outstanding show. Rick and Morty, The Simpsons. These are all great shows. They're, uh, Joe Escalante, live from Hollywood. By Hollywood, you mean Burbank. We are the business end of show business right here at every Sunday. On KEIB, 1150 AM. And uh, maybe you're feeling a little intimidated or lost because I mentioned all these TV shows you don't watch. Or maybe uh, maybe you watch a bunch, but I didn't mention yours. But you just think you're overwhelmed. You don't have time to see this stuff. Uh, like like Yellowstone, you thought, well, I thought that was the best show on TV. Well, it got no nominations, so hmm, maybe might be the highest rated, but I don't know. So you're just overwhelmed. Let's think back to 2015 when Andy Sandberg summed it up best with his Emmy introduction song doing something like this. Beautiful. Did you guys see Game of Thrones? Oh, when he oh, died. Yes. My yeah. goodness. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, how about Orange is the New Black? Oh, wow. I'm addicted. Yeah. Love it. That crap. I've been meaning to. I'm going to catch up. Have you been watching Mad Men, though? Ooh, girl. Beautiful. So great. It's, it's on my DVR. I'm going to see it. You've seen Empire, right? Not yet. Transparent? No. Ray Donovan. Downton Abbey? Girls? The American. Bloodline? How sensitive. So you think you can Big dance? Bang Theory? Kimmy Schmidt? The Stop! <laughs> so many shows. And so little time I'm just one man How can I possibly keep up? And now I know what I must do I'll lock myself away Cast myself aside They treat me like a leper And so the leper hides And once I fulfill my destiny I shall so here, Andy Sandberg goes into a bomb shelter. I watched every show, every single episode. I'm all caught up and I feel superb. I watched every show. Networks, Netflix, Amazon, all of it. I'm overjoyed because my DDR says you watched every show. Hey, John Hamm, I watched your show, Mad Men. Oh, Andy, when's the last time you showered? Would you believe over a year? Yes. <laughs> there was no shower or toilet in my viewing bunker. Gross. Hey, Carrie Washington, quiz me about scandal. You smell like dog feces. More like human feces. You're a mess. Maybe, but I know everything there is to know about every single... Have you seen Castle? Uh... uh he's got to go back into that bunker. Uh... And now they're going to show that I don't know. I've seen every show. Transparent. Yes. Monsters Across America? Yes. Downton? Yes. Alien Abductions with Abby Hornacek? Yes, 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 yes. I even saw Grace of Monaco. I watched every show. But at what cost? My life has passed me by. My son has grown to be a man. He doesn't recognize my face. Papa? I'm 
sorry. Sandberg, you're under arrest. Javert, you've broken the law. I don't know what I've done. You've watched too many shows. I'm an innocent man. For your crimes against humanity, you'll spend a life in chains. You're insane. For there's no law against watching TV. Oh, crap, you're right. I love your beard. Thanks, I like yours too. Oh, thank you very much. All right, peace out. Ah! Now we're going to run through all the shows like Billy Crystal at the Oscars. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, ooh. Hi. Ooh, hi, hi. His was better. You may have seen the Eiffel Tower or the Mighty Sphinx, but I saw Robert Durst confess to murder in the jinx. Sir, we're trying to find a host for this year's Emmy Awards. What shows have you seen? I watched Orange the New Black, Better Call Saul, Downton Abbey, Veep Wolf Hall, Mad Men, Louie, Game of Thrones, Homeland, Mom, Broad City, Bones, Key and Peele, Modern Family, Parks and Rec, Silicon Valley, Empire, How to Get Away with Murder, Blackish Inside, Amy Schumer, House of Cards, Houdini, Flash, Last Man on Earth, Reruns of MASH, Pawn Stars and The Daily Show, Cajun Pawn Stars, Talk Pointo, The Bachelorette, Stephen Colbert, SNL, What Not to Wear, Wife Swap, Private Lives of Nashville Wives and Army Wives, Prison Wives, Trophy Wives, Basketball Wives, Mob wives, sister wives, the good wife, wives with knives, real housewives, and 40 more shows about wives. All right, kid, you got the gig. Now get out there and tell some culturally relevant but not too edgy jokes. It's time for the Emmys and my resume's posting. And I'm the only one qualified to be hosting. Because I done watched every damn show. I'm white. Whoa. Did he just say that? I think he did. Um, that might have gone on a little too long, but if we stopped it, we wouldn't have got to hear what it was like in 2015. Uh, 2015. Wow. Now, uh, well, I'm not, I'm going to have no comment on that last comment or that last little thing Andy Samberg did. Uh, he's a big talent. Can leave it right there. 2015. That's what the Emmys were like. Let's switch gears here a little bit. Uh, we got a little bit of trouble in the Ricky Martin world. Ricky Martin, the famous singer that came out of the band Menudo uh, in the 80s. If you haven't seen the Menudo documentary, that you might want to see that. I Can I remember what channel it's on? I don't know. HBO? Hulu? I don't remember. Amazon? I don't remember. But anyway, it's pretty good. Again, I watched a few episodes and I'm like, uh, maybe I'll get back to this. Maybe not. Uh, he's being accused of having uh, a, um, uh, he got a, a restraining order filed against him by his nephew, who is accusing him of having incest, an incestual relationship with him, his nephew, a relationship that just ended two months ago. Whoa. Two months ago. What's going on? Well, that's the headlines. When you read deeper into the story, you find out. The nephew is 21. Ricky Martin is 50, and he said they had a relationship for seven months. Okay. And he says they broke up, but Ricky Martin couldn't handle the breakup, even though Ricky Martin is married to a man, and they have kids together, and they seem to be happy. So this guy says, well, they were dating, and when he broke up with them, he just could not handle it. He just had to have his nephew, Dennis Sanchez. And then Ricky Martin, what does he say? 
the weird thing about it is he admits everything. No, just kidding. Uh, he just says he says this is false, which you would imagine. But there's really it's kind of sad because there's really no evidence. There isn't even a police report. So somehow in Puerto Rico, you can get a restraining order against somebody without even a police report because you, you should first go to the police and say this guy's harassing me. They investigate to see if it's true. And then they are part of the process to see if a restraining order will, will increase your safety. If you just come in and, and tell a wild story like this, they really shouldn't issue any kind of restraining order because a restraining order is devastating to have on your record. You don't want that. If someone says, I'm going to get a restraining order against you, you should apologize right away and just eat crow because you don't want that on your record. You have to, you have to put it down when you borrow money, stuff like that. So don't do that. I always see it in that. Uh, I, I haven't had one. I'm not saying like, oh, my God, how many do you have, Joe? Um, I don't have any. But you see it when you fill out applications for things, for, uh, for all kinds of stuff. So you don't want that on your record. So it, it, to me, it's unfair. There's no, there's no evidence of this at all. It's just, and the Ricky's brother, Eric Martin, says the guy's nuts. He's, and is he a nephew, really? You know, it's like saying, oh, this is my cousin. Uh, everyone's got a lot of cousins, a lot of nephews, a lot of, a lot of men have a lot of nieces, if you know what I mean. But they say he's a, dist- he's a relative, a st- maybe a stepbrother or something. Anyway, some kind of relative, I don't know. And it wouldn't be a, you know, depending on what kind of nephew, it wouldn't even be incest. And I'll tell you something. The laws against incest were created... The incest is wrong and it's a sin. But they were created when, when um, ha- mating with the close relatives would, would cause devastating health effects because people just weren't that healthy back then. Now people are healthy. They can handle it. It's still a sin. But, uh, you know, it's not, the, uh, it's not what it was. Now, uh, oh, where do I get my information? What kind of doctor and geneticist am I? I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know anything. You probably shouldn't listen to me if you're thinking about having a relationship with a relative. <laughs> Just don't listen to me. But I don't know. That's what they taught us in law school. A priest taught us that in my Catholic law school. Mm, okay. Okay. I'm going to change the topic. But let me tell you, Ricky Martin, uh, I would give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. And before we accuse him of anything crazy. Let's take a break. And when we come back, I will explain the metaverse to you. Joe Escalante, live from Hollywood. If by Hollywood you mean Burbank, across the street from a Wiener Schnitzel that sells beer. The metaverse. It's part of the entertainment industry. We're here talking to you Hollywood people about the entertainment industry. So, uh, what is it? Uh, okay, are you ready? I'm going to explain it. Uh, this is from, I think this is from a book by Matthew Ball called The Metaverse and How It Will Revolutionize Everything. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Thing that is coming out soon. So if you want to know more about it, after you hear this, you might not want to. Okay, the metaverse is a massively scaled an interlopable network of real-time rendered 3D virtual worlds that can be experienced synchronously and persistently by an effectively unlimited number of users with an individual sense of presence and with continuity of data, such as identity, history, entitlements, objects, communications, and payments. So... It's, in other words, it's a fancy way of saying it's a, the next iteration of the Internet as more immersive video game-like virtual world where everyone will congregate to do normal stuff like run errands, argue about politics, and be entertained, etc. So um, does that sound like fun to you? I mean, to some people, especially young kids, yeah, that's a great way to... to um, you know, play games and, and freak yourself out without going outside. So to other people, it might sound like, well, wait, how do you do it? Well, here's the problem. And I think this is the problem that just it can never go away um, for a long time. Um, there's a couple problems. I mean, that, you, so you go into the metaverse and you go, hey, I think I'm going to go in the metaverse and play games. Like I normally play them, you know, by myself on a little ColecoVision thing. Or maybe normally I play these games uh, in a on the online but against one person or two people or three people and then maybe they're all over the world and it's very uh you know space age because you're playing with these people you know how kids play uh these first person video games with other people that they don't know that their parents don't know they know Ooh, oh wait whatever anyway you do that in the metaverse you can also go well i'm gonna pause guys i gotta go to the bank then you would theoretically drive over to the bank or, or fly over to the bank that's what i would do fly over to the bank make a deposit and then uh, check, go to the hospital or the clinic and check your uh, monkeypox uh, test results, whatever you're going to do, and come back, play some games, uh, study, go to a lecture, maybe take a class. And um, a couple problems is you're doing all this. Where, where are you when you're doing this? I mean, you're sitting on your ass. It's like Wally. Uh, or, and you got these goggles on. So right now, these goggles are what you like 20 years from now of course people will laugh at these goggles and they won't believe people put these on their faces and uh your grandkids will say oh my gosh how you put these on your faces like what these are terrible i can't believe what people used to do i have a set of oculus the latest oculus thing i played it and it's kind of fun but the glasses are so big you don't um it's just something you have to be really in the mood for. It's, something, it's not something you wake up on your and you go like you're uh, uh, Jim Carrey in the Truman Show and go, how do you do? Well, put these uh, goggles on, get my day started. It's you got to really want to put those goggles on, and you don't want to put them on all the time. And then you put them on, and you sit in a lazy boy recliner. Is that how you do this? Is that the future? Sounds like an early death to me. But what it really is to me is another way for 
tech companies to make money. Okay, good for them. They're going to have all these fun things you can do when you're in the metaverse, whatever they call the metaverse. But how many people are going to be not in the metaverse? Most people. Think about every um, primitive culture in the world. They're not going to be in the, uh, in the metaverse. Let's take every Eskimo that is alive today. You know, none of them. Uh, let's take uh, everybody in a rural part of the country. No. It's a few little kids scattered here and there. Everyone else? How about every uh, naturalist or outdoors person? I, how about everybody that, that is on an online dating app says, I like the outdoors. Okay, well, this is not the outdoors. So they're not going to be on it. Uh, and that's everybody on Earth in a dating app. I wouldn't know. Never been on a dating app. But everybody uh, who is just healthy, I don't know. There's this like, you know, who's going to be, who's going to put those goggles on? Now, in their defense, as time goes by, the goggles will get really small. And pretty soon they'll be the size of eyeglasses or something. You know, they'll project things on these little glasses in your head. And you have little earphones that'll be all small. And, and that's kind of cool, too. But then you still have to sit there. You're not moving around. I just don't know how many people are going to partake in it. So I would just say it's not a revolution of someplace we're all going to be. And the reason why companies are panicking and saying we got to devote some of our resources to this, or a lot of them, is a combination of feeling afraid they might get left out and they'll get fired because they didn't uh, get ahead of this thing. Or they know what it really is and they just said, hey, this is a way to make money, so let's just get in there. And just the virtual advertising. So let's start send, selling virtual advertising in the metaverse and get that stream going. Because you could, you know, advertising can be on billboards in the metaverse and it can come at you without interrupting the content of the things you're doing. And it could create this awareness of products and people could uh, make money from that. So I think that's all they're really doing. And if you're a person that, um, wants to spend less time on your phone, that kind of person is like, ah, I'm really embarrassed. I spend a little too much time on my phone. I get these reports. And, and I go, man, I spent that much time on whatever app you're on. That's too much. What did I do that for? I don't feel good about it. It's kind of like eating a Hot Pocket. You don't, you know, you're not, you, you never say, I feel good about it. You just eat it. And then you're not looking for more Hot Pockets. Like, how can I make all my meals a Hot Pocket? Uh, I think that's what the metaverse is. When you eat that meal, you know it's going to seem like it tastes good, and kids love it, but you're going to feel really bad about it if you spend too much of your ingestion on hot pockets. So the metaverse, I guess, is just a hot pocket. Okay, where else are we going? Okay, let's go to the movies. We haven't talked about the movies, and we are here to promote movies. Just the idea of going to the movies, it's still fun. I still love it. And I hope you, I hope you still go. We've got to save these movie theaters. If these movie theaters leave, you're going to be the first one to complain about it. I know you. Okay, what are the big movies of the year, uh, of the week? Mm, sorry. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. It's supposed to be pretty good. It's got that uh, raccoon in it. For, I don't go see a lot of Marvel movies or superheroes or anything. But if you got that raccoon in it from Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm there. So I saw him in the trailer. I'm going. Haven't seen it yet. Minions, The Rise of Gru. I know it's probably good, but I'm just, I can't. Eh. Number three, Where the Crawdads Sing. That looks kind of good, interesting, a murder mystery in uh, southern bayou swamp country, country or something like that. Um, Top Gun Maverick, number four. 
609 million at the box office. Thor already has 200 million. Minions has 244 million. So the movies are back. You should just go. Pause of Fury, 609. Pause of Fury. That's, oh, it's a Paw Patrol thing. I thought Paw Patrol was canceled because you can't have um, things about cops. Well, I don't know. What movies did I see? Oh, thanks for asking. Well, I saw. I'm going to go back a little while because I haven't talked about movies on the show because we had Brady McDonald and then I was gone last week. Um, I, turning in my TV show. I turned in my TV show, okay, by the way. Uh, under budget, on time, six episodes uh, as the showrunner and the production company. Uh, it's a miracle. I did it. Thank you. And you will see it on Fox Nation in August. Okay. Back. we got to go back to June 29th. I saw Elvis. I thought it was great. Some people hated it. They say, don't waste your money. Uh, I recommend it to two people, and they both went on a date and saw it, and they both hated it. I loved it. The only downside is Tom Hanks dressed up like a, a weird old man with skin, bad skin on his face, Colonel Tom Parker. My opinion is nobody knows what Colonel Tom Parker looked like, except for me. Just have him be like Tom Hanks. Okay, I think if you read my article, or my review on Letterboxd about Tom Hanks, you will see, or about the, the thing, um, I told a little story that I'll tell you right now. Um, at the end of the movie, they make a statement. Well, actually, I won't tell you the end of the movie. I'm just going to say, uh, when my band was uh, just starting out, we were managed by um, Ricky Nelson's tour manager. Ricky Nelson was managed by Colonel Tom Parker. So I used to constantly tell that to my dad. Hey, leave me alone, Dad. My band's managed by Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Maybe you've heard of him. I think I'm doing just fine. Uh, got no mileage out of that. And he just said, uh, why don't you go to law school? Which I eventually did. Let's take a break, and we'll come back with more Joe Escalante live from Hollywood and more movies. Joe Escalante continuing live from Hollywood. If by Hollywood you mean Burbank. The business end of show business. The podcasts start after the show goes off uh, for the week, uh, 7 p.m. on Sundays. You get them on, you know, iTunes or Screecher. Spreaker? Yeah, Spreaker. iHeart Radio is where you should be getting them. Okay, let's go back to movies. Elvis. We were talking about Elvis. I uh, thought it was great. If you didn't like it, it's got a few flaws or whatever. But it's fabulously made. The integration of black music and black culture, I thought, was wonderful. Uh, Elvis, as we know, very influenced by black culture. And I just thought they did a great job of it. You know, we all know the, the gospel tent stories and stuff like that of Elvis's. But, the, you know, the, the musical influences, the, the blues, uh, the creation of rock and roll, so influenced by black musicians. And... Some people are criticizing Elvis movie because they actually put rap music into the soundtrack. You know what? I thought they did a good job with it. Do I like rap? Not really. I like the old KDAY AM radio stuff of the uh, early 80s. But, you know, I'm just an old man. But I, they did a great job with it. I, I, really, I really thought, uh, you know, Priscilla likes it, Lisa Marie likes it. Yeah, maybe you should like it. But if you hate it, uh, don't blame me. Okay, so uh, I handed in my show so I could watch a few more things on streaming services. And, oh, my show? Oh, yeah. Um, Alien Abductions with Abby Hornacek. It'll be on Fox Nation in August. 
I think, but they don't, you know, I'd handed it in so early, I think I caught him off guard. Um, saw The Black Phone, directed by Scott Derrickson, who's a guy who did, like, um, uh, some Hellraiser stuff, some Stephen King stuff, and some uh, you know, kind of classic uh, horror guy, or, you know, thrillers. There's no demon stuff in it, really, no, no, uh, no really bad violence, but really good story and really good... Uh, the set direction, the costumes, the vibe of the 80s um, household that these kids live in. Do you, if you're like me, you're sometimes a little irritated that every movie you see, they always have the most amazing house everywhere. I call this the Sleepless in Seattle syndrome. Oh, where does Tom Hanks live in Sleepless in Seattle? Oh, he lives in Seattle. Where? Oh, Oh, some cool house on a dock out in the water that's just got all these windows and looks amazing. Everyone's got the best craftsman ever made. and that's not how people live. So this is more realistic. It's gritty. Uh, these people have low ceilings. They have cottage cheese ceilings. They have ugly uh, uh, 70s clothing or 80s or whenever the hell it is. Um, you can tell it had a, a really big effect on me if I couldn't tell a decade. But um, <clears throat> it's good. Recommended. And there's not a lot of great films in between. You see the blockbusters are the really ones you want to see, and there's not that many other ones, but you should go to the movies. Black Phone is a good one. Last Night in Soho I watched for the second time on uh, HBO Max, my favorite movie of 2021. It's, just, it's a masterpiece if you haven't seen Last Night in Soho. Uh, it's about a girl who's uh, a, a clothing um, she's a clothing enthusiast, <laughs> she's a fashion major. She goes to the big city in London to uh, seek her fortune in, in fashion school, and it goes off the rails, and she finds out a little bit about more uh, about life than she wanted to, and she's going back to her small town. Trust me. Now, I handed in my show last night, so I got to just watch any movie I wanted to see. So I turned on the Criterion channel that I have, which I usually don't have time to watch, and I watched. I noticed they're having. They usually have the worst, um, like collections of, of shows like uh, uh, oh now we're doing uh, 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 we have a collection of movies all made by uh, one-handed directors you know or just it's, it's, it's all like this is now the 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 Hmong cinema um, it's Hmong cinema month at Criterion Channel I, I'm not kidding they would do that this one was boxing movies it's called In the Ring and they're all boxing movies and I just kind of said, eeny, meeny, miny, mo," And I picked one called The Setup, 1949, directed by Robert Wise. Robert Wise? Oh, who's he? Well, he directed a little movie called The Original West Side Story. Okay, that was in 1961. Whoa, what's he doing in 1949? Directing an amazing boxing movie. So uh, that was the first one. I didn't really know anything about it. I just picked it. He directed The Sound of Music. Oh, The Day the Earth could st- uh, Stood Still. The Andromeda Strain. Um, Curse of the Cat People, the original one. Um, the the uh, Body Snatchers. Um, not Invasion of the Body Snatcher, but The Body Snatcher. Anyway, uh, Run Silent, Run Deep is a great war movie. So many movies this guy has directed. But until you've seen... The setup. You have not seen a Robert Wise movie. Anyway, it's just black and white, beautiful. It's only 73 minutes. I'm going to say 
look it up. Figure out where you can see it. I saw it on the Criterion channel. You can also get it on Amazon and iTunes and all the stuff where you have to pay. But if you have the Criterion channel, you just watch this stuff for free, even though you pay a million dollars every year for it. The channel. and uh, But all the other boxing movies look really good. So I got right in on uh, Requiem for a Heavyweight. Right after that. I just, I mean, this is back-to-back. Requiem for Heavyweight is based on a Rod Serling uh, short story. And uh, it is... Starring Anthony Quinn. Do you ever? You had no idea how big Anthony Quinn is until you watched this movie. He's a giant freak in the movie, and that's kind of part of the story. He's just too big, and he's got to get out of the boxing game. But what can he do? He's a big freak. Um, I didn't know Anthony Quinn was this big. Anyway, Ralph Nelson, the director, uh, directed Lilies of the Field, a very important Sidney Poitier movie, and uh, Charlie, based on Flowers for Algernon. I'm sure they made you watch that in school. Uh, <clears throat> So it also stars Jackie Gleason, Mickey Rooney, and then, oh, who's this? Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, uh, as an actor and a boxer, and Jack Dempsey, acting. Anyway, I highly recommended Requiem for a Boxer, or any of these boxer movies, if you have Criterion Channel or if you can get it. Uh, these boxing movies are great. Before I leave, uh, a lot of people are talking about this copyright royalty tribunal or copyright royalty board or whatever that's meeting to discuss how many uh, percentage points from Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon, YouTube will go to musicians for the the composers, not really musicians, composers. And uh, I guess 15% is what the standard is now. It was 10. There was a thing now 23 to 27. They got a new trial coming up. What will it be? Are they going to 20? It's a $7.8 billion difference. And I got to tell you, um, you know, you see a lot of musicians send these things around that say how little they get from streaming. Let me tell you something about streaming. Uh, Normally, like my band, The Vandals, would be uh, not even on the shelves. There might be a best of floating around somewhere. These records wouldn't be on the shelves. But today, with the streaming and Spotify and all that stuff, they're all on the shelves because they're all in Spotify. And if you stream them, I get money. So there's so much streaming going around. I'm getting tons of money compared to what I would be getting. And normally, I'd just be gone and be forgotten. But it's there. And a lot of income's coming in. And I'm sure it'll never be enough for all these groups that are advocating uh, upon my, my behalf. But I have no complaints because I see what an amazing difference it is from what it should be or what it, what it could be without these streaming services. But, you know, you don't want everybody's greedy, so they're all fighting. And uh, that decision, I guess, will come up uh, somewhere around Labor Day. Um, and it's so boring, I probably won't talk about it much more other than, say, if it goes to 15% to 20%, what does that really mean to you? You don't care. Anyway, you know what you care about? The greatest song ever written. So I'm going to play that right now, and we'll take a break. But there's always more. Joe Escalante, live from Hollywood. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.